live on tape from KGCR Studios in sunny Southern California. This is Blitz City Radio. Welcome, everybody, to episode one of Glitch City Radio, the podcast magazine for Glitch City, an indie games and digital arts collective based in Culver City. I'm one of your hosts, Julian Cantor. I'm, uh, and I'm another host. My name is Jamie Joe. Excellent. Okay. And then we are <laughs> still, you know, this is still episode one. We're working out the kind of transitions and everything like that. Transition. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Interested in that? Let's introduce today's guests. Uh, first, let's start uh, across from me, Alex Belzer. How's it going, Alex? Hey, I'm all right. Who are you? Wow. That's kind of a big question. But um, we need a short answer. Oh, all right. Brief description is what's in our <laughs> show rundown. So keep it brief. Uh, believe it or not, I'm a game developer. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I made some video games, including this little indie game 2D brawler called Dungeon Punks. And I also worked on the God of War that came out this past year. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah, never. Oh, it's a tiny, <laughs> it's a kind of... Um, like sort of one of those obscure alt... Yeah, it's super yeah. artsy. Okay. Um, it's basically a Tale of Tales game, mm-hmm. you know? Or just mm-hmm. It's a walking sim. Right, yeah. yeah. We accept that kind of game here. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all Acceptable. about. Acceptable. So I'm very glad to have you here, Alex. Likewise. And then to my right, over here we have Brendan Chung. Brendan, how's it going? I'm great. I am super good. Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? Uh, I, I got like... this down. Got the rapport is, is already uh, coming into place. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, like Alex, have also worked in the AAA world, and now I've been doing independent stuff for the past uh, eight years. And Brendan, some of your games, you know, there, there's there's quite a bit of them. Gravity Bone, I played back in the day. Yeah. Great game. Gravity Bone, uh, 30 Fights of Loving, and Quadrilateral Cowboy are the past the things i've done and uh brendan you know we'll, we'll get to know you a little bit better in subsequent episodes i'm sure I mean, i'm just guessing i have no idea but yeah most of this show is very improvised and we kind of want to keep it fresh so yeah. we we don't really plan too far ahead yeah this is just episode one don't know what's coming later but you have no something idea. tells me we'll be talking to brendan more uh, at a later date now on today's show well, let's just kind of go get into kind of what this show is going to be all about jamie because it is our first episode so what is glitch city radio i actually don't know well okay, i do know a little bit okay. uh, glitch city radio <laughs> is a podcast ma- magazine we're sort of running this show as a way to get to know glitch city members if you don't know about glitch city we're a collective in culver city uh which is yeah, in i the- said all that in the show intro right thanks for listening i know jamie. but uh you know Yes. Okay. So anyway, this will all be edited out. Um, Rude. (laughs) As you mentioned, Jamie, this is a magazine, podcast magazine. Yes. So we're going to have discussion. Some casual group chit chat. Yeah. That's what's going on right now. Sup? It's very meta. (laughs) Kept the casual. That's good. Thanks, Alex. (laughs) And we're also going to have interviews. We're going to get to know our Glitch City members. And today, our interview is going to be conducted by... Me, your friendly host, Jamie Joe. I'm going to sit down with my good friend and collective mate, Ben Esposito, the creator of Donut County. Awesome. So that's going to be the kind of centerpiece of this episode. Yes. And every episode, which, you know, we record on different days... 
uh, to keep it fresh. Yes. Light and fresh and airy. Every episode is going to have a theme. And uh, the theme of today's episode is a drum roll. Someone. Yeah, we can we can juice that in post. Um, drum rolling on a glass table, by the way, don't recommend. I do okay. not. Yeah, it was a little, not it as satisfying it as it was could be. Not, yeah, you don't get a good echo on that. Okay, so the big reveal. Today's theme is transitions. Transitions. That's our theme. But so, as a, speaking of transitions, let's take a break. <laughs> Wait, we didn't we didn't do the. Who are you? Rachel Sala, independent game developer for almost seven years. Do you have any hobbies that aren't video game related? Cooking. I like cooking a whole bunch. Quiches, pies, spicy stew. I'll try to learn how to roast meat better. To avoid learning how to roast meat, I bought flavored sausages for like five years. <laughs> Who are you? Levi Roar, interactive artist and co-owner of Sunday Month. Do you have any hobbies that aren't video game related? I like long distance road biking. It's like taking a hike, but on streets. My father, he's ridden 300 miles in 24 hours. Why? <laughs> Just for fun. Who are you? Atley Lockridge. I'm an engineer and a VR game developer. Do you have any hobbies that aren't video game related? I work all the time. My god is Asana, the task management software. It is very satisfying to check off on Asana task. There's so many tasks. That's all I do. Who are you? I'm Alex Preston. I make video games and I stay alive. Do you have any hobbies that aren't video game related? I build Lego things. What's the biggest Lego thing you've built? Millennium Falcon. It's like seven million pieces. Did you see Spider-Man Homecoming? That scene where Spider-Man's friend drops the Death Star set, breaks the whole thing. The low point of that movie. Today's episode is brought to you by Donut County, a story-filled physics puzzle game where you play as a hole in the ground. A raccoon named BK is a new hire at a startup that uses remote-controlled holes to steal people's trash, along with everything else. When BK falls into a hole himself, he must answer to his best friend Mira and the residents of Donut County who are now stuck 999 feet below their homes. Combine objects in the hole for surprising effects, solve puzzles by launching them back out, and ruin everyone's day by devouring everything in sight. Donut County, created by Ben Esposito and published by Annapurna Interactive, is available now on PS4, PC, or an iOS device near you. And we're back. Donut County is a sponsor on, on today's show. That was pretty big yeah. get there. It's a clutch sponsor. What did you guys think about that commercial? It was tight. It was super cool. Really, really cool. Big thanks to our intern, marketing interns, for putting that together. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. I mean, I have some comments, but we can get to that off the air. But <laughs> Right. I mean, they are getting a grade, so. Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of good stuff to work with with the uh, Donut County. I mean, that was giving a lot of great source material. So today's theme is transitions. As indie game developers, I kind of feel like we're often a lot of times just in constant transition from one thing to the next. And I personally have some experience with transitions. I'm hosting this podcast, which is great. I did host another podcast, Lead Block, for a while, but can't really do that anymore. Um, yeah, are you contractually... Yeah, I, mean, I can't really it, get into those, okay, those details. Is it kind of tied up in some legal issues with legal that, actually. Legal matters, right? I mean, are you... Is it clear for you to be doing this podcast or are you... Oh, this podcast is totally fine. Yeah, right. but I mean, just the other podcast. I mean, you can go back and listen if you want to find out what that's all about. But anyway, I can't, I can't talk about that. So I don't know, Jamie, what is a transition that you're going through right I'm now? I'm a perpetual transitioner. 
I transition between mediums. In fact, I don't think I've ever stayed in one medium for too long before I had to transition again. I currently am making a comic book. Previously was working on some tiny video games. And before that, I was directing cartoons as a freelance animation director. And I don't think I'm done transitioning. I'm going to keep going and keep on changing. Um, Brendan and Alex, uh, I think it's really interesting that you're both here. I, you know, I started out as like an animator filmmaker, and I know that you both came from a filmmaking background. Um, what was it like transitioning from filmmaking to games, Alex? Yeah, that was not necessarily the most clearest like transition for me. I went to film school and learned all this stuff, and then I immediately got a job after college in games and didn't use any of my film school education for a very long time. Uh, I think eventually when I was working on Dungeon Punks, I like wrote the story and I used some of my knowledge of screenwriting techniques. And I, I guess I also kind of directed the cutscenes, So I used some of the filmmaking composition rules there. So I started to introduce some of my filmmaking background, but it, it kind of didn't really help me get a job and didn't use it for years and years until I happened to have worked in the story part of games making. Yeah. I guess whatever medium I work in, my animation and film making education is sort of really important to the way I think about crafting projects. Everything I do has to be cinematic now. I think I'm just poisoned. <laughs> Brendan, how does filmmaking inform your work? Yeah, yeah, my answer is kind of weirdly similar to Alex's actually. I studied film school and then I left and then went to video games. Um, did the cinematics also for um, the game I was working on, Full Special Warrior 2. And I found it super helpful. I thought it was great because like videos and film, they, they they generally don't have UI, so you're trying to like convey information through just where you put the camera and you know what are you showing and what are you what are you hearing. So for me, it was super helpful to be able to kind of have a grab bag of tools and tricks to kind of pick from. Of like, oh, how do I show this in my game without having to fall back to some objective marker or something like that? Your games are kind of known for breaking certain rules of transitions and using more filmic techniques such as cuts and that, that sort of thing that you don't really often see in games. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first-person shooter genre has kind of popularized the idea of the entire game is one long shot and you just never break from it. And it's it's fun to, to not do that sometimes. There, there's no one right way to make a game and so it's fun to kind of play around with those different ideas. What do you think about the games that have sort of been inspired by the introduction of cuts in first-person games like Virginia? Like, did you play that? What did you think of it? I did. I thought it was super fun. I think... Part of why it's so exciting to be working in games is that a lot of times you'll do something and you might be the first person to do it. And it's 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 fun to be in a field where everything is so weird and new. Alex, you mentioned that you started off with smaller scale projects and then you went into this AAA big budget game and then kind of back into indie. So how is that transitioning kind of going for you? How is that? Is that something that you're wanting to stay in one versus the other or do you envision yourself wanting to keep going back and forth between those things i mean it sort of feels like a perpetual transition there are parts of being part of a huge team that are really exciting and that i like and also parts about working on a really tiny project that i also really like so i kind of want to do both but yeah i mean basically in this transition phase right now i don't know which direction to go next is whether to rejoin a larger team maybe on another triple a studio 
or maybe work on my own project or a smaller thing. I mean, I think either way, I'll always be working on my own stuff. I'm, I'm a big like weekend warrior kind of person. And I just like always tinkering away at something. It's some ideas I have. Do you guys feel as though there's like translatable skills? Because a lot of times on a bigger team, you have a very specialized role versus in indie games, you kind of have to do everything. I mean, that's sort of how it felt. Like in Dungeon Punks, I, I did do everything. I implemented all of the content in the entire game, and I designed the missions, quests, and levels, and the combat, which gave me this generalist experience. But yeah, in God of War, I work specifically with like scripting content for audio. Like that's super specialized, right? And, you know, I also did that on Dungeon Punks, which is one of the many things. So that's the back and forth is like, I kind of miss working on everything. But also when you focus on something that intently, you really kind of learn a lot more about it. Yeah, like being in a studio full of people who specialize in a thing, that also means you're hanging out with people who are super good at what they do. You'll be sitting next to some of the best sound people or some of the most talented level designers. And so you just absorb everything from people around you. And it's a, it's a super educational experience. Cool. Well, thanks for that enlightening conversation on transitioning. Speaking of transitioning, we're going to transition to this interview where I'm going to sit down with Donut County creator Ben Esposito, and we will be right back. Uh, See you in a few. interviewing my friend Ben. Hello. Hi, Ben. Uh, I know Ben because we both work here at Glitch City. Ben, would you like to introduce yourself? Describe yourself however you want. I can do that. My name is Ben Esposito, and I'm an independent game developer. I'm working on a game called Donut County, which is out now. And I'm one of the co-founders of Glitch City. You're also a co-founder of a number of other Other various various organizations, groups, and Yeah, I like being part of groups. I like group dynamics. You're a group dynamic guy. Cool. Um, So Donut County, um, what kind of pulled you to working with this hole to begin with? Okay, so if you don't know, Donut County is a game where you play as a hole in the ground. Right. And it started as a joke. It was a game jam that was to celebrate Peter Molyneux, which was a Twitter account that was poking fun at Peter Molyneux and how he's like a visionary game designer. (laughs) And he would kind of have really, really bold and interesting claims about what he could do or what he wanted to do in Mm -hmm. games. So Peter Molyneux tweeted like tons and tons of funny ideas that are extremely touchy-feely and hard to figure out how you'd turn it into a game, but they're very quote-unquote inspiring. So we did a game jam where people picked tweets of his and tried to make the game of that crazy idea. And for some reason, I was feeling subversive, and I picked like the dumbest, simplest one of the ideas, which is you play as a hole in the ground. And I think it was you play as a hole in the ground and move it around to drop objects onto targets. And I was like, okay, forget the targets thing. I don't even know what that means. But yeah, then I came up with the um, hole scaling up because I was in the middle of this game jam being like, this is not interesting. 
And so then I finally was like, oh yeah, if it gets bigger every time you can start small and then big and then it's about ordering and stuff like that. And so people thought it looked cool and I was like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is really something. And I thought it would be like done in an instant and it was done one year after every year that I expected it to be done. If you could go back in time and talk to Ben at the game jam, what would you say? I don't know if I'd advise myself to do it. Really? It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a different person now. True. That's That's the thing. I think I needed to go through that process, but it was really difficult. And the type of thing I would do now is so different. So I feel like at this point, I'm finishing someone else's project in a way, because like the things that mattered to me at the time, it's not that I'm over it. It's that like... I think it's got a lot of assumptions built into it that are not assumptions I have now. So I'm kind of like following through on someone else's ideas. I mean, the game must have changed with you over these years. Oh, yeah, it really did. Do you ever open up that first prototype? Oh, yeah, I have. Okay, (laughs) I have a version on Steam of, I think it was early 2016, and the story was totally different. Okay. And the way the story was told is totally different. There's a different main character, and there's a totally different way everything unfolds. It's like a kind of an adventure game puzzle type of thing in between each level, and I totally had to get rid of it because it wasn't working. Uh, So I really want to make a video of that so people can see where all my time went yeah yeah <laughs> there's so many years but funny enough the puzzles are all basically the same oh, the actual yeah. levels only a handful of them changed a lot of the ones i shipped are ones that i came up with in like 2014 are you ever surprised at like what made it to now oh, yeah like for instance the rock model the rock <laughs> mesh the hay bale mesh and the blue mountain mesh i made on the first day of the game jam. wow they're in the game they're done they're, they're shipped legacy items now yeah they're, they're yeah. just they're in there somewhere (laughs) um i didn't expect that and then there's a lot of stuff like the game's so it's not long but it's so much stuff and it's so big i really expected that i would have time to comb through it and like really make sure everything is exactly you know just so but i don't have that luxury i realized and so every once in a while i'll play through the whole game and take a really big sigh and just like okay this is what the game is and i'm not gonna change that rock i'm not gonna change the hay bale i think that's similar to like all fine art painting of history every painting is unfinished basically games are these objects that are never as finished as people think they're gonna be that's a really good point yeah i i thought i'd be done and i'd be like wow that was it that was all i could do and it's like no there's like a level that's half finished that i could have added but it just didn't make sense to just another paint stroke it really is yeah (laughs) to let it go you just kind of have to say it's say it's done and it's done Yeah, it's been really inspiring to watch you come in every single day and work on Donut County day in and day out. You're very disciplined, I would say, compared to myself. Really? (laughs) Um, Maybe it's something you've picked up over the years. I'm glad it looks like I have discipline because that's (laughs) definitely step one to having a discipline is appearing like I do. Dress for the job you don't have, but you want (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like look like it and maybe it'll happen. But no, I don't feel like I did it very intentionally. It was kind of a process of, I, I always keep saying it's a process of letting go in terms of, I know now that there's only so much I can do in a day and I know like I'm not always going to make progress 
progress creatively. And the only thing I can control is if I show up and if I try. Right. So it gets easier and easier as I like fully accept that stuff. And I say, well, you know, I did what I could do and that's about it. And the end result is just a product of the time I put in and not a reflection of if I'm smart enough to do it. (laughs) I love that. So this project is the first that you've directed on your own from start to finish, but I know that you still do group projects. Do you think going forward, you're going to be going back between solo and group projects? Are you thinking about scaling up bigger Mm. teams, even smaller teams, half a person? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've definitely tried to make projects with half of my time (laughs) and energy and they all lasted about a week. But so I don't think I would do another solo project, especially of this scale. You like collaborating. I like collaborating, but this is a really boring answer, but it's not efficient for me to make projects on my own. It doesn't make any sense for me to spend my time noodling on all this stuff and spending days where I'm making no creative decisions. Like, doesn't make any sense for me to do that. It's probably important to do it, though, right? To know. Right. That was the idea of this project was like, I want to see it all. I want to be exposed to the flames and just like know what it's like. So like when I talk to anyone, I can be like, yeah, I understand why your job is hard. And so that's really great. But yeah, it took so many years to end up here. And the thing I was lacking the whole time was someone else to tell me that's fine because I never got that. And so I went down so many paths that I probably shouldn't have even started going down because I was avoiding something. Like I would change the story because I was avoiding fixing a level and I would do that, like add more characters because I was avoiding, you know, figuring something else out. So I think there's so many benefits to doing things as at least with another person. So I want to try that. So this is a question I like to ask people. What's your dream production cycle, production length on a game? If you had all the resources available, everyone was taking care of themselves and and getting lots of rest, how long would you spend on a game? Any size team. Two years. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because two years is shorter than pretty much any actual game you can make. Right. (laughs) Um, But it's enough time and breathing room for you to like understand what you're making yeah in my experience it takes so long for you to actually get what you're making right and get what's interesting about it and understand how to make it it took me you know three or four years but if i was gonna have a dream project that's really short two years is as short as it could possibly be while still being able to dive into it in a significant way yeah i feel like that gives you enough time to pivot maybe once or twice <laughs> and then be like right. oh yeah that idea and then really just drive it home and then be done with it and move on. Oh, well, that would be nice. But I pretty firmly believe that any good game you have to make twice. You have to make it once to figure out what you're making and then you have to make it again. How many times over can you make a game before it is not good anymore? Ooh, ooh <laughs> I haven't reached that point, but I'm going to find out probably. I'd love if like in 30 years you made a Donny County reboot just with whatever tech comes out in 20 years, ooh, whatever weird yeah. aspect ratio we're working in. And oh, resolution then. Yeah, super, super, super wide. It's going to be a panorama, basically. Yeah. And it'll be basically the same game, but with new tech. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, I remade that game a lot of times. I think you either reboot your game halfway through mm-hmm. or you release it. If you're smart, you release it and then release a sequel. And that's yeah. the good one. You can't make a good game on the first try. I don't believe it. I think you can have like a good idea, but. You might get lucky, yeah. but like two <laughs> years is enough to make the first version. Then the next two years is like the real version of the game. Let's do a deep dive. (laughs) I'm ready. 
You have a cool relationship with sound. Do you want to talk about what your relationship with sound is? With regards to video games? Yeah, or in and out of video games. Yeah. So before Glitch, I used to be part of a DIY music venue in upstate New York oh. called Ground Zero. Whoa, another group dynamic. It was a gr- it was a real group dynamic and in a way a little bit of a model for what we ended up doing here. But yeah, we would do open mic nights and we'd form joke bands the day of an open mic night to perform <laughs> that night and that was it. And I loved like the spontaneity of it and I love music because it's so collaborative. It's extremely human because everything you do in it is a direct button press or an expression of something that you you did as a human and then the dynamic between two people playing music I can't really explain what happens when you get in the groove with someone I Mm -hmm. wish I could because it's like unparalleled and it doesn't exist in video games that experience trained me to like appreciate music in like a really deep way where I can listen to something over and over again and I can pick out all the different elements of it and it's kind of driven me crazy in the world of games <laughs> because on the one hand the sound is really important to me in my work but yeah. on the other hand I know half to like you know 60 70 percent might play my game with the sound off on their computer or on their iPhone especially right. so it kind of drives me nuts and so I, I try to do what I can but the like sonic details that really mean a lot to me I only get to indulge on a couple of key things so I try to do it right when I can. Well, I'm going to definitely have to play your game with the sound all the way up. Dolby 5.1 surround. Crank it all the way up. <laughs> play it once with the music off, once with the music on, and then a third time with just the music and yeah. no sound effects. And then a fourth time just listening without the display. Right, yeah. You want it just a pure, purely sound <laughs> yeah, experience. I just want a sonic <laughs> heaven. <laughs> okay, so let's do shout outs. Who are your collaborators on Donut County? I worked with a bunch of friends who contributed. I would give a shout out to my friend Dan Kessner, aka Volpixic. He did the majority of the score of the game. He's extremely talented. He's a really good producer. I've known him since college. And he basically let me use anything he's ever made, which was really, really great starting out because his music and like the texture of his music really helped shape the feeling and the aesthetic of the game. So big shout out to him. I think people are really going to like the soundtrack because it's like a one of a kind sound. And so I really hope that he gets a lot more opportunities because of it. Um, I worked with Heather Penn, who is an amazing artist. She lives in LA and she did the Mira and BK models. So like I had an old version of Mira that was not good and I was really sick of it. And everyone was like, dude, you don't have to fix it. It's fine. And then I got Heather to redo it and like to do concept art for it. And everyone's like, oh my God, the new Mira is so (laughs) cute. She's so great. Worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. And so she did the raccoon model as well. And then a bunch of concept art for the later levels. So that really, really helped me out because I was starting from scratch on a lot of those later levels late in the project and then lily nishida did the it's like a pin design so like on the app icon it's like a raccoon holding a donut and then geneva hodgson my partner she helped edit the story and wrote a bunch of jokes for the trashopedia which when you play the game you'll see what the trashopedia is uh super funny and like really helped me figure out what the story was about and then Yuli Vigdorchik helped me do some essential tools, helped me do collision around the edges of the levels because every single camera angle in the game has custom collision when you're on that 
camera, which took a ridiculously long time and we needed to create a lot of like specific tools for that. So yeah, and then I of course worked with Annapurna and Josh Sarfati is porting the game to PS4. So that's a load off my shoulders. And everyone at Annapurna has been super awesome. I've seen a couple of them and they're all really nice and they seem like a fun group. <laughs> yeah, they like are in it for the right reasons and they're good at what they do and they really care about the projects. So I'm really excited to work with them. What's like something that surprised you along the way? <laughs> this is probably going to be obvious, but I was really surprised that I would be such a perfectionist about things because you can see in my journal on the first day, I was like, this game is going to take 12 months and I don't care if it's not the best game I ever make because it's my first game. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to be a perfectionist. I'm going to let it be as it is. And immediately when I started the project, like within the first month, I immediately walked in the other direction and I just started going down this like rabbit hole of like, yeah, it needs to be a mission statement about wow. life. <laughs> and I just kept adding stuff and going the wrong way. I didn't think I could fall for that because I was so aware of it but it had nothing to do with me knowing that you could be a perfectionist. The dangers of development, I think, are just getting excited about your own project. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get excited about your own project. Yeah. That's my lesson. You've got to look at it with cold robot eyes. Right. Just <laughs> completely... Mechanic. Code, yeah. Surgical. You know? Like, yeah. You're trying to just make the thing done. Donut County is sort of... Well, I think it has too much heart is the real problem. Right. It's kind of misshapen because of it. I yeah. feel like I could have had, you know, this perfect circle, <laughs> this perfect, uh, you know, no friction wheel. I feel like Glitch's audience, maybe they're working on their first game. So what's your advice for an aspiring game designer? My advice, I've heard that a lot of other people say this and I think it bears repeating. Picking projects that are small enough for you to accomplish is probably the smartest thing you can do when you're starting out because finishing anything is going to give you the experience and the motivation to keep going. It's really easy to start with a cool project in mind, like a big scale, because you have a dream and like that's great. I think you should maybe try that and fail at that, but fail as fast as you can and then with a, the simplest game you possibly can. It's going to feel like it's beneath you because in some ways it probably will be, but going through the process of finishing your version of Pong or whatever is going to surprise you at like how many decisions you actually have to make and what it takes to finish it. And so when you're starting out, finishing stuff should be your like biggest priority because you don't get experience finishing stuff generally. I don't have any experience finishing my game and it's been six years. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just figuring out how to do it. And yeah. so like, I really wish when I was starting out, I was cranking stuff out at a speed that let me learn and see the whole process and like have more to show people when I was starting out. Cause it took me forever. Yeah. I think that's a super important lesson for Everyone, and I, I'm an artist primarily, but I have the same exact experience in life. All that unfinished stuff, I wish I just wrapped up somehow. Yeah. There's so much more to it than you expect, and the feeling you get from finishing it, oh, it's so good. <laughs> and like to deny yourself that, like over and over again, like I did. Yeah. I probably can't stop anyone from doing that, <laughs> but you might understand it later if you don't take that advice. <laughs> Thank you, Ben.
again for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for interviewing me. For anyone who's listening, if you want to find Ben's work on the internet, you can go to torahorse.com, T-O-R-A-H, horse.com. And if you want to check out Donut County, that's donutcounty.com. And we're back. What did you guys think of that interview? I thought it was really good. Good job, Jamie. Thank you. It happened just a minute ago. You know, you guys talked about the great collaboration of like working on music together, that kind of magical energy. I felt that magical energy between you and Ben during that interview, the dynamic of interviewer and interviewee. I thought it was a great interview. Good job. Yeah, there was a moment there where he was talking about jamming, playing music together. And I kind of think doing a podcast is kind of like jamming with your own voices. Yeah, this is a very improvisational uh, experience we're having here. Uh, Not reading off of a show format whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reactions from our awesome guests. Yeah, I, uh, when you asked Ben if he could jump into a magic machine where he could teleport himself back to Ben Prime and give him that advice, I think one of the funny things about advice is that I think that even when it comes from your own clone, you probably would not believe that person. There's something about someone telling you how to do something that's always really weird. But then like once you go through it, that's when you actually can internalize it. Yeah, I think we're sort of doomed as a species. Like we have to make those mistakes. <laughs> right. They always say like learn from other people's mistakes, but we try and we really just need to learn from our own mistakes for it to stick. Uh, what do you think about the interview, Alex? I I was into it. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, that was a yeah, super, I mean, was a mean, super you, duper lame if, if response. If you didn't like it, I mean, Jamie's the one asking <laughs> you, you a know, question a little right. bit uncomfortable. I mean, you, you, like could, uh, you know, you could be, you could be as honest as you want if you hated it and it's fine, I'll leave. No, you can't do that. You're the co-host of the show. So okay, don't. I, I, I have to stay, but like spiritually I'll be gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Um. I'm still trying to think of something intelligent to say. It's fine. Yeah. It, all the things. <laughs> all the things. Okay. Wow. That was a, okay. <laughs> it was no. It was a good interview. So we're just like wrapping up here, almost at the end of episode one, our first ever episode. Um, how did you think it went? You know, any ideas for what we should do differently in the future? Uh, I think it could use a hundred percent more rap battles. Oh. That's a good idea. It's a, that is a great idea, actually. We might have to uh, patent that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be good at it, but I, I think people here would be good at it. What about what's your beat? What are your beatboxing skills like? Oh, those are very good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Get a little taste of that? Uh, no. Okay. That's the, that's the paid extra for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. If you uh, if you're if you're listening and you're a Patreon subscriber, yeah. you know the more you subscribe, the more beatboxing from Brendan no. you'll get. Now they're actually delivering on a podcast. We have to come up with some other thing that you should pay for that we are not going to deliver. So Brendan's beatboxing maybe can be that. Uh, Eternal tease. One beat per backer. <laughs> So, yeah, let's wrap up. Um, as speaking of ways to improve the show, we do have some ideas of ways we want to get user feedback, listener feedback onto the show. So, yeah, in the meantime, just let us know if you have any ideas um, on online, uh, right. any ways to contact us, Jamie. Yeah, email us at glitchcityradio at gmail.com with the subject feedback. Yeah, so we'll just look at any of your, your feedback. You can hit us up, any of us, on Twitter as well. Right. Uh, I'm at the Barry Man on Twitter, Jamie. I am. Well, you're at, locked down. You're, right, you're I've got inaccessible. A lock, I've got a locked Twitter. So don't tweet your feedback. But to you Jamie. can send me a DM on Instagram at last with a pen. L A S S with a pen. Alex, how can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow my Twitter 
at Alex Belzer, uh, B-E-L-Z-E-R, where I mostly make dumb jokes or retweet like cute animal stuff. Sounds like a good feed. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And I'm at Blendo Games, B-L-E-N-D-O. I post many GIFs. Oof, that pronunciation. Yikes. It's the correct one, though. Graphics interchange. Thank no, you. I don't yeah, know about exactly. That, okay. Exactly. That's a controversy we'll save for another episode. Yeah. Uh, or should we have a rap battle about it? <laughs> you just tied it all together. That's a great transition into the ending of this episode. Thank you for sitting with us. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so that wraps up our first ever episode of Glitch City Radio. Thanks to Ben Esposito for not only coming on, but also letting us use portions of the Donut County soundtrack during the interview. Um, It's a great soundtrack. I bought it to use actually in this editing, Jamie, but I've been listening to it uh, kind of on repeat certain songs. So Fantastic soundtrack. Highly recommended. Yeah, along with the game too. Uh, It's out now, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Thanks also to our panelists. Again, God of Warp PS4 is out now, which Alex worked on. Not sure if he's getting any royalties. Maybe not. Probably not. Maybe yeah. not. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Uh, and Flotilla 2, we did not get a chance to mention, but that's a new game from Brendan Chung out now on Vive and Oculus. So I would highly recommend that. It's a sequel to a classic from Xbox Live Indie Games. And the final shout out I want to give to Laura Miche, uh, the host of the fantastic Live with Laura. That's El Miche on Twitter, L-M-I-C-H-E-T, if you want to follow her. Jamie, any last notes before we leave? Um, look forward to our next episode. It's coming out next month. And in case you didn't already know, episodes are going to be released a week early on our Patreon. So all Patreon backers, no matter what tier, will get early access to our podcast. So if you're not following us on our Patreon feed, but you want to follow the podcast, you can also catch us at radio.glitch.city on the interwebs. Cool URL. For news and updates. And also follow Glitch City LA on Twitter. Okay, so that's it. We're going to have another episode coming next month. Next month. So tune in then for another episode of Glitch City Radio. Radio.